This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy Stick. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. You're back on the block with Strick and Bach, but not today. It is Strick and Nate Dole on the microphone. We thank you guys for joining us right here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. And you can also find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Twitch, and Spotify, and whatever else is out there. They're all over the place these days. But we thank you again if you're joining from the stream or you're joining on the radio station. We thank you guys for joining us on the block. Been a lot of talking about a little Oklahoma football, the, the 13 minutes of fame for O'Shawn Method or Mathis. <laughs> yeah. However long he wants, right? However long he wanted to go with his own little documentary reminiscent of LeBron James when he did the choice or the whatever. The See, decision. Well, decision. <laughs> you remember what happened with that, though, Strick, is that all the Cleveland fans were burning his jersey. So yeah, it didn't really go yeah, over too well. Turn out, it didn't turn out very well for him, no. but, you know, we hope it does, we, we hope it does turn out well yeah. for Sean Mathis and, and that he's able to perform and, and put in the work that's necessary. But here on the second hour, we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. And, and there's a lot of things that are happening out there in baseball. Now that you have new technologies, you have – you have pitch tracker. You have all these things. Now they're doing a little bit more video, um, you know, in situations, instant replays in different situations, so forth and so on. Maybe trying to hold them a little bit accountable. Uh, data StatCast uh, shows how brutal umpire Angel Hernandez was in the Phillies-Brewers game. So this is this is a topic that we're going to hold uh, for the texters on the text line, the Sardar Heyman text line at 402 402 four six four five six eight five and uh we may even take a call about it because this has been a problem this is something that just hasn't um you know it, it just came up today and now that they're tracking it better they they do that they track just like in the nba and referees and all of that they 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 track your you know your pitches and, and what's off and kind of mm. your 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 um what's the word um you, they do assessments on you basically right, right. So my issue is, is that the question I would have is, is this an issue for umpires and it's a regular issue? How do we make it better? Is it training or is it technology? That's the question I want to throw out to everybody today, because here's the situation in, in the Brewers and the Phillies game. They said, this is, and this is funny. They said Angel Hernandez's strike zone belongs in the little league. <laughs> they said it was so wide that basically uh, and it was costly. They said there was one specific incident in the ninth inning where, um, you know, there was one out and um, I think there may have been one one runner on first base or, or something of that nature. And uh, he, he called a, a basically a punch out with a 3-2 count that could have changed the whole dynamic in, in, in a 1-0 um, game. And so uh, they said that the, the data zone for Major League Baseball – 
shows that Hernandez's strike zone impacted the Phillies and Brewers game where he punched out six batters on pitches outside the zone, four Phillies and two Brewers. Um, the Brewers starter, Eric Lahr, uh, recorded a career high 13 strikeouts with a wide expanded zone. So that that's that's a question I would have for you. Um, you can go on um, Twitter on umpire scorecards. They did a really good job on breaking it down, mm-hmm. uh, talking about his overall uh, accuracy, um, where it favored on one side or the other, and his overall consistency. They did a good breakdown on that. You can check that out on umpire scorecards where it talks about his uh, this particular game in a 1-0 game for the Brewers. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, for the Brewers to win mm-hmm. over the Phillies away. Uh, usually the home team gets the benefit of the doubt, but in this specific <laughs> instant, it looked like it went against him. So um, I pose that question to you, Nate, man. Um, do you think it's something that they need to expose with more technology? Does, it, does there need to be more training? Or is it the good old boy network and they're just letting certain people <laughs> in the game just because they're they're part of the end group? Well, listen, I have a few thoughts on this, and I, I'm a huge baseball guy, so I was actually watching this game last night. Um, primetime baseball, give it to me. Yeah. Love it. Always going to watch it. Uh, but unfortunately for a lot of people now, that's not the case. Here, Here's my initial thoughts of the umpire. I personally love love the strike zone. I, I know that Angel Hernandez has had his issues in the past, and he can be a little yeah, bit they really talk about him. Like, he, he's the big one, and he's usually the scapegoat, but – each umpire has their own strike zone. It might be a little bit too tight. I, I mean, there, there might be some issues with an umpire strike zone. That's what makes baseball baseball. And, and if you were watching the game last night, it was Kyle Schwarber was the, was the guy that ended up exploding on him. He's throwing his bat, throwing his helmet, kicking dirt and all that. That's part of the game. I, I love seeing that. I, and I, I'm just worried that it, it will speed up the game and you'll get the right call at the end of the day. But there's something to be said for the human error aspect of baseball, and that's that's what I enjoy watching. I, I like seeing the players. That's what get keeps, keeps it pure. Is that make it a yeah? Pure and like I remember back in the day, I don't know if you remember this strict. Lou Pinella was always the guy. I mean, he would pick up, he would throw bases, yeah, kick bases. dirt in the umpire's face. I mean, he didn't he didn't give a damn about anything, and it made the game entertaining. The bigger issue that I have with the game last night, and I don't really know if there's any way to to fix this because. Pitchers are getting more dominant every year. If you're trying to expand the game of baseball, you have a primetime matchup with the Phillies and the Brewers, and you're going into the ninth inning with the game 0-0? People don't want to watch that. As, as someone that watches baseball, I'll watch no matter what, but I know ratings are down for baseball. You're trying to make the game faster. You're trying to expand the reach, get the younger generation into it. When you go into the ninth inning with 0-0, Guess what? You've lost everyone's attention, and I don't know how. What? What? There's a way to fix that. I don't really know if it's the umpires, right. if it's the games, if it's changing the 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 way the baseball is is crafted. I have no idea what the solution is to that. But that's more of the bigger issue for me than the umpires because personally, I love a guy going off in an umpire. I think it makes the game fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, for me, it. it it's one of those things that's really tough because it is one of the old, old-fashioned, purest games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Even as a player, um, it was one of the things that I hated off days. I just could not stand off days, sitting in the dugout, eating sunflower seeds, yep. trying to stay – listen, trying to stay awake. <laughs> and, and, and listen, right. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm on the team in the game, and 
for me, it just, I hated that part of it. Right. If I wasn't playing, it just, I was like, can I go in the dugout? Can I go in the locker room? Just <laughs> Do something. Yeah. Something. After you didn't practice and you did all that, now you're sitting. Pitchers love it. Pitchers, pitchers making the big money. Pitchers sitting out there just in chilling. the bullpen. They throw their little toss in. Yep. They throw some, you know, a little bullpen work and then chewing the bubble gum. Oh yeah, they're having yeah. a ball. They're not in the locker room, so it's it's not all kinds of eyes on you. You mm. just out there. They're having a ball. But us, man, it was it was tough. And so I would say that I enjoy baseball in in the stadium as opposed to on TV. Right. I just feel, you know, and it's the same thing with golf. I watch portions of golf. Right. I would much rather be there, walk mm. the course, see kind of a couple of the mm. players. I may enjoy, but watching it the full four days, five plus six hours or more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just feel there, you know, there's so much more that I can do. So the purest parts of it, how do you change it? Hit us on the Sutter Hammond text line. What can right. they do to make the changes? I mean, obviously we had the home run race that, that made it interesting. What can they do to spice it up? What can they do to make it more interesting? Because the younger generation mm-hmm. uh, is, is really falling off of it. They want action. They want, you know, pace you know even hockey got you get you a little bit of action um because you're bumping and grinding and you know there's some mm. you know a little bit of action to it right. and it's the same thing i like to be in the arena for that too right 402-464-5685 we want to love to hear your thoughts on what can they do in baseball to make the game a little bit better so for me then as you spoke about it i think nate that you need to shrink the strike zone if you want more hits, you want more mm-hmm. bangers, you you want more dingers, you want, you know, more in the gaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already trying to work on the shift rule because basically they're saying, right. we scouted you. We know you're a pull hitter. <laughs> we know you're going to hit it right here. Yeah. We know you're coming this mm-hmm. way. So, you know, for me, that means you have to work on your craft. If you're a pull hitter, then you need to let the ball get through the zone a little bit more and work on going opposite field. You've got to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And I hate that they're taking and changing the rules. Um, you know, like, listen, they changed the rules and added uh, the, 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 you know, shack, hack a shack. You know what I'm saying? But then they, they also adjusted the rules right. because it was making the game just unbearable mm-hmm. to watch. So they only said you, you can take advantage of it up to a certain point. And then at that, you'll be penalized, I think, um, you know, where you can't do it uh, up to a certain point. Um, and, and so, therefore, I think um, there's some stuff that can be done, mm. but I just don't know what you can do to the game. You know, the equipment's getting better. The pitchers are, are, are winning yeah. a lot of the times. Um, an expanded strike zone is going to make the game worse. It's got to, it's got to, if anything, you got to have a tight strike zone. Right. You got to get the guys chance to put, put bat on the ball. Right. Hey, we got a couple texts coming in. Uh, Big Bird says, go watch some Savannah bananas baseball. That's how they can get ratings up. Ah, I, I don't know if you've seen it strict, but they have, uh, they do a ton of things. They have guys on stilts on the pitching round. Uh, they, I think they did the Harlem shake at one game. 
Um, one that was really cool that they did, if a fan caught the ball, it's for one out during the game. If a fan catches the ball, it counts as an out for the team, which is it's pretty <laughs> That's good. That's crazy. So it's, it's creative stuff like that, and they sell yeah. out almost every game, but baseball purists would never let that expand. Never let that baseball. happen. Absolutely not. Um, and it, it, here's an interesting thing that I was going to bring up, Strick, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say because this was a little bit before I started following baseball, or this was even right around the time that I was born. Uh, Raf says, unfortunately, baseball was its best in the steroid era. Look, you can have all the opinions that you want on steroids, uh, whether Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame or not, which don't even get me started on that. That's absolutely egregious, the fact that the greatest hitter to ever play the game of baseball is in the Hall of Fame. you kidding me? But I I don't know if it's (laughs) making steroids a part of the game. I'm not necessarily saying that, but when you look at Major League Baseball – the only time that you would say the entire country was watching, whether you're a baseball fan or not, was when Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire yes. were going at it. I mean, you 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 yeah. had two different guys from completely different parts of life. I mean, they they couldn't be more different playing mm-hmm. in two of the biggest cities in America, hitting 70 home runs a year. I mean, that's what people want to see, and that hasn't changed. And I know pitchers are getting better, they're throwing harder, and it's getting more difficult to hit the baseball. So I don't know if maybe the solution would be juicing the bats, juicing the ball, not juicing in the literal sense, but giving the hitters some type of advantage. Because outside of that, and then Barry Bonds eventually started coming in towards that group, and then they had that big scandal uh, where a bunch of guys went down with, with steroids. But since then... I can't think of a time where everyone was kind of on the same page. Like, let's go watch some baseball. I mean, they were selling out stadiums. It was leading Mm -hmm. network news. I mean, it was the story. How you give hitters the advantage, and that's the problem. That's why this argument's so difficult for me is because everyone says, if you have the issue, come up with a solution. I don't really know what the solution is, but there's so many times we see baseball getting their own way. Fernando Tatis is the perfect example. I mean, last year he was he was hitting home runs, throwing the bat, hyping up crowds, stuff like that, and then he gets plunked the next at bat. And, and I understand there's the yeah. unwritten rules of baseball, but guess what, Major League Baseball? This is what the kids want to see. They want to mm-hmm. see a long home run, flip the bat, and then get excited. And, and baseball purists don't like that, and, and they just get out of their own way. So, again, Strick's right, Texas, 402-464-5685. I don't know what the solution is, but there's got to be something to give the hitters the advantage. So here's the question, right? What then makes college ba- baseball so much more interesting? And I mean, the right. fans seem to come out and mm-hmm. get into it. Is it the price? Is it that you're able to get on a college campus? Is it the support? I mean, it would be no different than supporting your local team for the Cubs or the Brewers right, or right. the Yankees or whatever the case may be. But what is it that makes college baseball so much more you know, interesting. Is it the aluminum bat? Is it the, you know, you're on, you're on seat. Is it them scoring more runs? I mean, we saw Nebraska, I think put up what 15 runs, not just, just mm-hmm. and, and get a win. That's fun. Uh, just recently. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? So yeah. is it that, or do they need to go to aluminum bats? Or like, like you said, juice the bats. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it's, it, it's gotta be something that they've got to figure out because, you know, and then here's another thing. Here's something that's interesting to me, right? Rightfully so, you throw a pitch at me, my head, trying to hurt me uh, because I flipped my bat because I went yard on you. Mm-hmm. 
And then everybody clears out the bench. It's a brawl. It goes down. <laughs> yeah. But there's no suspensions. Right. That's a that's a, that's a question I have, right? Then but why is it that like in the emotions of the game, this is just a question I'm throwing out. You know, I'm right, right. I just been thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. In the emotions of a game in basketball, somebody hits you with a little elbow, you get hat, foul really mm-hmm. hard. You know, uh just being a basketball player because we get suspended or we get lose games, lose money. Yeah. What 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 why is there a differentiation? You know, same thing in football. You know, why is there a differentiation? Because in hockey, I get blown up, and then all of a sudden, I'm we boxing. I just go to the penalty box. Well, on yeah, I, on I blades of ice for about yeah, five yeah. minutes. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, I I've been wondering about that discrepancy. Right, right. Like, why 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 can I not get upset and angry in my situation? And and you know, hey, yo, you better watch out, man. And I want to you know hit you with a, a two piece chicken wing, right? Because you <laughs> hit me in the ribs and almost made me, you know, break my uh, meniscus or something. Right, you know right. what I mean? So that's just something I'm throwing out. It's just an interesting thing to me that, yeah, you can clear the benches. Like a clearing bench for the NBA, you and everybody that came on the court is suspended. Everyone, yeah. Happen. Hey, listen, <laughs> I know Malice of the Palace was a little bit of an enigma, but, like, that was – Players were out entire season, playoffs, losing you know what I'm saying? hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And I know there's there's a difference when you're going into the stands and all that. But there were guys that were just on the court getting suspended for eight games. Like, you know? It was I chaos. Mean, but, but think about that, though. Think about if you're like, – like, this is just a great, great thing, I think, you know, to discuss. Because I remember when I was playing in Boston, in Detroit, I'm walking out of the tunnel. And uh, and so I can I can understand how Malice in the Palace happened. Right. I, I can understand. Right. Because we were Boston. We we beat them in that series and we were beating the brakes off of mm. them. And somebody threw a beer on my head walking Can't to the insane. tunnel at halftime. Right. And so my natural reaction was who the absolutely hell just did that? Yeah. You came into my zone. Right. I climbed up the 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 little stanchion thing <laughs> trying to Dang near go over there. To Absolutely. Out that. Yeah. There was no, there was no security. There was no, nobody there. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was an upsetting thing. So now you're Ron Artest. Yes. Hard foul. Yes. That's part of the game. Right, yes. Right. All of that goes on. Listen, go back into the eighties and see what a real hard foul right, is. Right. Nineties right. and see Absolutely. what a real hard foul right. is. But a fan throws something onto the court because he's on right. the court and it hits the, your natural reaction that's just like getting spit on right oh absolutely you know disrespectful a drink yeah. on you. it's yeah. very disrespectful and he has right? anger management issues to begin with already right so a natural reaction is who the heck did that right he just missed the guy by one person yeah. you know that actually did it but then the natural reaction for the players is to go up there and defend their guy back up my boy because yeah. he's you, you know he's around people that don't have good intentions, obviously, towards him, right? And then, as you said, people are coming on the on the floor. So that, and and I thought the narrative on that was really bad. Right. I mean, I watched the, you know, I, actually, if you watch it, I was on the documentary sitting next to, I think, uh, either Ron Artest or somebody. Oh, really? I'm gonna have to go back yeah, and watch for that. Yeah. yeah, I was actually sitting in. I wasn't on the team, but it was it was you know shown you right. know the years before, a couple of years before it happened, right? But, um, yeah, man, that's just something I wanted to throw out there. Just, you know, just to speculate. If I'm out of 
if I'm out of place on my thinking, text us on the 402, uh, Sarah Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. Just a thought, just throwing it out there, seeing how it is. We may even take a call next because uh, we're going to be talking hitting the, hitting the hardwood. Yeah. We got to take a break, but we wanted to throw it out there. We'll come back, maybe take some text messages. We'll do a recap of hitting hardwood on some of the playoffs. There was some bounce back, and there might be some brooms. We'll come back and kind of revisit it and talk about it and also hopefully hear from you coming back from the break on the block right here. 93.7 The Ticket, the Ticket FM. Back.